0: Hey, good morning, Kingwood Church. Good to see you today. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Give all our ladies a big hand. Great to have you here. Uh, Great great to have all of you online with us today, too. And I want to say, remember something new. We just started at Kingwood called Top 3. And so if you look on the chair in front of you, or if you're online on the screen, you can scan the QR code that's right in front of you, and it'll tell you the top three things happening at Kingwood Church And one of those is, next Sunday morning, we're starting a brand new series for the summer called Better. And we're gonna be studying the book of Hebrews together, and it's gonna be um, a great study. So uh, if you know much about Kingwood Church, you've been around a little bit, you know every summer we study a book of the Bible. So if you wanna go ahead and jump into Hebrews, um, that'll give you a head start, and it'll be a great study this summer. Today, um, for Mother's Day, we have three incredible leaders in our church who are coming to share with you in just a moment. Desiree Smith, who is one of our board members and a, and a fantastic leader, um, and, and then also, you know, of course, Pastor Corey, um, who is on our staff, is one of our pastors, and Milka Hernandez, who is one of our coordinators and serves in kids' ministry, and these are, these are three fantastic people and fantastic leaders. So why don't you give them a great big Kingwood welcome this morning? Good
1: morning. It's so good to be here with you this morning. How many of you enjoyed the flowers as you came in? Weren't they so pretty? So pretty. We are so excited this morning. Happy Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to all of you that are watching um, from maybe at home or maybe at work, maybe you're driving in your car, we want to say happy Mother's Day. Thank you for joining us. Um, today um, is a beautiful example of how Kingwood Church is has been so intentional in diversity. And um, you heard Pastor Jay, he he introduced Milka and Desiree. Um, and I'm going to give them just a second in a minute to, to introduce themselves. But I want you to know how proud I am that our church is intentional about empowering everyone to be who God has called them to be and to walk in their purpose. Isn't that great? And today is a beautiful example of that. Um, Obviously, you can see one of us is not like the other. And I am a white girl from this beautiful state of Alabama. I'm so white, in fact, that when I do self-tanner, Pastor Jeremy usually calls me out on it. He can always tell because... My skin tone, I try, but it just it just stays white. I do have a little bit of Creek Indian in me. Um, however, I think the Irish side comes out a little bit more. Um, but today, we are all different. Obviously, we come from different backgrounds. Um, I grew up here at Kingwood Church under Pastor Ron Cox. He was my pastor all the way from three years old to um, I think we moved away to do full-time ministry in 20 when I was 23. So for 20 years, he was my pastor, and I was discipled in leadership by Mark Sims, Pastor Mark Sims, who is here. You guys know what a wonderful discipler he is. Um, So I have a great history here, and I'm so proud of that. Um, You know, one of my jobs here at Kingwood is communications and public relations. My favorite thing that I do is meeting new people. So if you are new here today, you get to hear a little bit about our core values, and we just want to say welcome um, to Kingwood Church. We're glad that you're joining us today. So we believe today that we are better together. All of us are better together. So I want to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves to you this morning.
2: Well thank you Pastor Corey and Kingwood Church for having us. Milka and I are very grateful and honored to be here with you at your heartfelt invitation. Good morning Kingwood, those who are uh, in the sanctuary and those who are online and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. My name is Desiree, and I grew up in Tuskegee, Alabama. I was raised by my parents there, my mom and dad, alongside my three siblings. I wound up moving to this area uh, to attend college at the University of Montevallo just a couple of days after graduating from high school. As you can see, I'm African American. Uh, I have never married, I do not have any children, and I have been serving at Kingwood Church in a couple of different roles, but currently as our ministry director for the Hospitality and Connections Team, which Pastor Woo-hoo. Corey knows a lot about. <laughs> so if you want to volunteer, this is who you see. <laughs> um, and I'd be glad to have you. Uh, I have been in public education for about 30 years. I recently retired from a very rewarding career working with students of all great levels. I've never had the opportunity to work with preschool, but I have been so excited about the wonderful things I see with preschoolers happening here at Kingwood Church on Sundays under the anointed leadership of my friend Milka.
3: So, Felicia de las Madres, a todas las Madres Latinas que están aquí en el día de hoy. Que bueno que están con nosotros. Happy Mother's Day. Can I say one word? Gloria (laughs) a Dios. Hallelujah. Muy bien. So, I am Hispanic. I was born in the amazing island of the Dominican Republic. And um, it is such a pleasure to be here and be part of our staff like they said, I am the preschool coordinator, and I just love my babies here, and the youth that get to serve with me every Sunday. I came to the United States for ministry school, and since then, I have been uh, active in evangelism, Hispanic, and children's ministry. I am a mother of five beautiful children and a wife. My husband and I are also small business owner. So it is such a pleasure and a joy to be with you guys this morning. You know, one
1: of our core values here at Kingwood Church is life is better together. And I'm going to read it to you. It goes like this. It says, we were not made to live in isolation. We reach our highest potential when people from different races, backgrounds, and generations come together to advance the mission of Jesus. We build a stronger community by pursuing love Belonging, mutual respect, and grace giving. You know, in John 17, 20 through 23, it says, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I and them, and you and me, that they may be perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and you love them even as you loved me. So why is unity and community so important? Why is life is better so important to to us at Kingwood Church? It's so that the world can see true love. It's so that the world can can know the hope of Jesus. And that can only be witnessed through this kind of unity and this kind of coming together as, as one. Our goal as Kingwood Church is to be diverse and, and to be intentional in our diversity, to truly live out that core value, life is better together. And just like the vision in Revelation, um, it said this, it says Revelation, in Revelation 7, 9 through 10, it says, after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one can number from every nation from all tribes and people in all languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out loud with a voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. You guys think worship service this morning was good? (laughs) I cannot wait to that day that we get to stand before the King of Kings as one Many races, many colors, many cultures, many genders, standing before, I'm sorry, there's only two genders, (laughs) many genders. Let me clarify. That was an accident, Pastor Jay. (laughs) Sorry. Male and female standing before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, worshiping How many of you want to be standing next to our worship team in heaven? (laughs) We have an incredible worship team, and I'm so grateful for that. So the question that we came together, um, Desiree and Milk and I met before today, and we said, you know what, what is the the thing that we need to speak to our church today? And the question that we all thought we needed to answer was, how can we be intentional in diversity? Because we have to be intentional about it. And we, um, we, we studied together and we prayed together, and um, we wanted to share that with you. So the question today, Desiree, how can we be intentional in diversity?
2: Well, I think one thing we should do is to make, we can do is make room for everyone. I think that the path for creating a welcoming atmosphere that makes room for everyone is one that really embraces the mindset of this particular statement, and that is diversity enriches culture. Oftentimes when we hear the word diversity, there's this natural tendency to focus on just a couple of things like race or color, but diversity exists in so many different ways. It can be generationally, it can be academically, it can be racially, it can be economically. We have diversity in spiritual gifts. All of these qualities are reflective of everybody who's a part of this service today. So we're all diverse. The important thing in making room for everyone is thinking about the things that we have in common, as well as acknowledging the things that are different among us, but not allowing the differences to create distances between us. God values human beings, and we know this because He created them. It was His plan. He, devi- he designed a plan for humans to reproduce so that there would be even more human beings more than the two that he created at the beginning of the year. He must have thought it to be a good idea, so he created all of us, every race, every color, every gender in his image, and he created everyone with the intention that we would live in community in a spirit of love. When we are able to appreciate all that the different attributes we have among us makes us more resourceful for his purposes, then we begin to understand how diversity truly does enrich our culture. There's some specific ways that I'll share with you today that I believe diversity enriches culture. I believe diversity broadens our capacity to better understand ourselves as, and uh, ourselves around the things that we know and the perspectives that other people might have. Um, wanna share an example of that with you. Uh, several years ago, I was helping our ninth grade students at a school where I was working, we were preparing them for a mock interview day. And the purpose of the mock interview day was to give them a little bit of opportunity to practice talking with business leaders and community leaders, just so they would in the future have some practice of having an interview. And I asked the teachers if they would make sure to clarify for the students what the attire would be for this event. And that attire included boys wearing ties. And I started getting all these messages that um, there are some students who don't have ties. There are some boys who don't have a shirt with a collar that you would wear a tie with. They don't know how to tie a tie. And it just started mounting up. And instead of becoming frustrated, I reflected and said to myself, I have really made an assumption based on my own personal experience of family life and passed it off and applied it to about 100 ninth grade boys Assuming that their family life was similar to mine, some of their theirs was, and some of for some of them it was not. And so I assumed that they would just have access to somebody readily in their home that was going to show them how to do this, and they would show up just the way that we had expected them to. Fortunately, after thinking about this from multiple perspectives and understanding what everybody needed, We were able to create a plan so that every student would be able to participate. And in that way, we were able to make room for everyone. I love that. Uh, Diversity encourages empathy and respect for one another. Here's a lesson we learned, I think, from the pandemic. At least I did. Uh, During that time, several of us were still sheltered at home. And several things unfolded before us in various forms of media. And during that time, we saw a nation of all kinds of people not at its best, in my opinion, Uh, not even close. And we also saw some very horrific acts of crime against people, especially minorities, and particularly African Americans. In response to this, many organizations began drafting what they were calling their position statements and publicizing those. And the purpose was to express... Uh, some some empathy and to show respect and to promote unity among people, which was a good effort. I was also part of an organization at the time that was doing something similar. And I remember sitting there thinking as we were trying to figure out all the right words to stream together to sound eloquent, I remember thinking to myself, none of this is going to matter if we fail to treat everybody well. If we don't have enough evidence in front of us with what we're doing right now that shows that we really believe everything we just wrote, that right there is the the issue that we need to address. And a statement won't do that. When it comes to empathy and respect, you can't get there through artificial means. As ambassadors of Christ, we have to be genuinely empathetic and respectful of everyone. Every person has value to God God created each person, he loves each person, and he sees the value in everyone. Diversity provides a fuller illustration of the kingdom of God from Genesis to Revelations. I spoke earlier about how God designed human beings at the creation of the earth, and Pastor Corey shared a beautiful scripture with us from the book of Revelation. And the the passage, which I just love, I'll read it again. It's from John, and he writes that he's reminding us that he saw a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And if we look closely, John spends less time talking about the quantity of the people there, but elaborates on the diversity among them. All before one throne, one Lamb, as one people, there was room for everyone at the throne. The world is going to know that we know Christ because of the way we express love for him through the way we love other people. This will require each of us to see and acknowledge people. And it requires us to acknowledge the diversity in humankind that God created. In this regard, every one of us, at minimum, is a greeter. (laughs) We all have the responsibility of expressing kindness and showing love to everyone. And as a teacher, I want us to practice. So you can take this opportunity, if you haven't done so already, and just speak a word of kindness to the people sitting beside you and say hello. And if you're online, you can put yours in the chat. So take a few seconds and practice. Hello. Good, morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good <laughs> morning. Look at all this room. I
3: know. Desiree I love
1: that you guys are too good at that I mean like should we just let y'all preach
2: (laughs) I love it I love this church so full of love I love it well thank you all for indulging me and I hope that that makes everyone feel welcome and at home
3: thank you Desiree I love that when my children and I pull up uh, on campus, we usually mention how this is our second home. And literally, it feels like it is. We just need the bed because we're always here. <laughs> but that brings me to the second point for today. Be the church that everyone wants to come home to. Yes. Yes. I'm going to read in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person, just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a full measure of that too. Since I came to the United States to go to ministry school, there have been key people in my life that have counseled me, they have encouraged me, they have helped me grow, they have helped me bear very heavy burdens in my life. And those people have been white, Mexicans, Panamanians, Asian, African-Americans, African from like Kenya. And they all have had very important parts in, in my life and my children's life. They've been there to, you know, give us a hand. And I can't imagine if I didn't have them. They're one of the reasons why I'm here standing in front of you guys today. And most of those people have been people that I met here at Kingwood Church. And they have made Kingwood home for me and my children. And when we pull up, usually on Wednesday, the kids come and they say, welcome home. (laughs) And it may be because of the big sign, but not really. We really do feel like this is home for us. We feel accepted, we feel appreciated, we feel truly loved here. And since the Lord blessed me with my children, like Hannah, uh, Samuel's mother, I wanted to dedicate them to the Lord. I wanted them to serve the Lord. And for that to happen, I needed the right community and the right church. And Kingwood has been that for us. I always try to make God and church a priority. It has been very hard because we have super packed schedule. We live in a really busy world. And we're trying to keep up with it. But we are really trying. I want to share a little story with you guys today. Two of my boys play soccer. And about two seasons ago, we got the new soccer schedule for practices. And one of the moms mentioned to me how now the boys were not going to be able to come to youth. And I said, what? Because now the practices were going to be on Wednesday evenings. And I was like, oh, no way. There's no way my boy is going to miss church because of a soccer practice, of a soccer game. And usually, um, you know, when things like that come up, I'm like, okay, I need to talk to somebody, we need to change this. So I went up to the coach and I said to the coach, listen, it's Wednesday. We need to change practice to another evening. And of course he said, no ma'am, we cannot. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, some of our kids go to church, what are we gonna do about that? And he said, well, they can just leave practice early if they want to go to church, everybody else can just stay here. And I was like, okay, I'll take that. So every Wednesday evening till this day, my oldest son has practice. And I go in the middle of practice and I pull him out and bring him to youth. And he, it's amazing to me how he doesn't feel embarrassed. And he doesn't care to be pulled out in the, in the middle of practice in front of his teammates to come to church because he rather, he prefers to be here with Pastor Jeremy and all of his friends. <laughs> and I just love that. He has never complained about it. Sorry. And um, it's just, it shows to me how the children's and youth pastors at our church have made room for my kids. Three of them went through divorce with me, and my two stepchildren lost their mother at a very young age. But the leaders and the children's and youth pastors here, have embraced them, they have guide them, they have counseled them, and they are always very active in their life. They have not seen their color, their race, their background, where their mom or dad came from. No, they have been just there, part of their family, like part of our family. And they are actively helping me develop their giftings and talents. And I'm just so grateful for that. Kingwood Church has seen that Milka Hernandez and her crew have attributes that can help in the church. And I just hope that everyone that is here this morning or watching us online, that they know that this church can be that for them. I want you guys to feel like this is your home, just like it feels home to us. Like the Bible said earlier, God, like He's with us when we are going through hard times. He comforts, He embraces, He guides us, but not too long. Like, He's gonna bring somebody else, like, don't get comfortable. He's gonna bring you somebody else so you can comfort, so you can help them, and you can be there for them. And us ladies, we come through. Many different backgrounds, we live different um, lifestyles, but not too long ago, we had a situation in our family and I was talking to you guys and you cry with me, pray, sympathize with me. And if that is not what church looks like, then I don't know what it is. I am so grateful for what we have here. The same way we try to make church a priority in our family, I hope that I encourage you guys today to make church and God a priority. And I just hope that you all feel like this is your home too. Wow, Milka, thank you. So good. Oh,
1: wow. So, so good. So, Milka, you said so many important and powerful statements but the the one that just just struck me is to, to be the church that everyone wants to come home to, um, not just the people that are already here. That means everybody that pulls up, when they see welcome home and they walk in, they feel at home. What an amazing, that's just so good. I love that. So how can we be intentional in diversity? Number one, we make room for everyone, like you said, Desiree. Number two, We be the church that everyone wants to come home to. And then the last of our our message, the last point that we want to share with you today is that we have to make room for God. We have to make room for God because the world is full of good intentions, but good without God is just not powerful. It doesn't change lives. You know, sometimes the world can push things that seem similar to the church. They they push acceptance and charity and helping others. And it can almost seem like they have it together just, just as much as and sometimes more than the church. But what they are missing is the power of God in their lives. And when we make room for God, then we can be all that God has plans for us, for this church. You know, when we ourselves make room for God in our personal lives, He will open doors whether it's to show love and accepting someone, whether it's giving hope to someone or giving to the poor, God will use us to bring hope in Shelby County and all around the world. I wanna um, share a story with you guys. A few weeks ago, um, one of my friends, Diane, I don't know if she's here today, she might be at the beach, she loves going to the beach. But she shared with me, she sent in our our friend group, she was like, I wanna tell a story. And she said, I just left church we had an incredible worship service, and I was just on cloud nine. She said, I was still singing the songs, and I had to stop by Walmart real quick. So I went in Walmart, and I ran into somebody that was on the worship team. Trey was there, and um, Trey, Trey and I were just talking and saying, wasn't church so good? And they were, they were talking about how because they had made room for God that day on that Sunday, that he had done something inside of them. Well, while they're making room for God, someone overheard their conversation in the middle of Walmart on aisle five, like Trey said. He said, and they said, they, they perked up and they said, what church are you, are you talking about? And they told him, you know, this is Kingwood Church. And they said, wow, I sure could use a church like that. And right there in the middle of Walmart, Diane and Trey, who barely know each other by the way, they just recognize each other from from being at church, have a prayer meeting in the middle of Walmart and they pray for this, this gentleman. I'm telling you, if that is not the best example of not only making room for God, was when you make room for God, we can make room for others. That's where it starts. You know, we've been intentional in a few areas and we sat down and we made a list at Kingwood. We've tried to be very intentional and these guys have been um, instrumental in helping us to discern what those things that we can do. And in kids area, I know Milka, you guys have, um, you've made a, a special needs ministry. You've built You have a multi-sensory room that you've built for those. We have a mother's lounge where moms can go during service and feel comfortable and safe and still watch and and be a part of the service. And we have Spanish communicators, which I didn't know this, that volunteer in our kids' area for Spanish-speaking kids. So if they have questions, they have somebody they feel comfortable speaking with. And then we have um, check-in hosts for our kids' ministry that also are um, bilingual and can communicate with parents that are dropping, so that they feel safe, and I, I just thought that is so incredible. We are being intentional, Kingwood, and I appreciate that so much. And then with the greeters, we have bilingual um, greeters. We have bilingual um, w- Spanish-speaking people that, that connect with people at the guest checkout. We have um, we have people that call and follow up in, that are bilingual. You know, we have translators right here, right now. You may not even know it. They're upstairs and every word that is coming through the mic, they are translating it so that someone that doesn't speak English can understand and be a part of our service. Kingwood, you're doing such a great job. We are doing so good at being intentional. We have missions that reach different cultures all around the world. But you know what I believe? I believe that while we've taken some very important steps at Kingwood Church, I think that there's still room for us to do more. I don't want us to get comfortable, just like Milka said, okay, we've done our part, we know our people, we, we are comfortable, and when somebody else walks in, we'd forget about the other person that walks in. We still have more to do, but we all have to agree that we can be intentional. Everyone's gifts, everyone's culture, everyone's unique experience are needed right here and right now. There's room for you here today You know, I I think about when I was pregnant um, with my first kid and and, and second two, but the first time was really bad because it was new to me. I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, as a a first-time mom, you have a lot of fears. And um, there's just a lot of stuff that as a pregnant woman you walk through. And I think about how my husband, Pastor Jason, he was there with me. He couldn't experience what I was experiencing, but he saw me and he walked with me. He held my hair back when I was sick and he was there when I needed him. He had, he had a compassion on me. You know, we may not ever always understand each other. You may not ever um, be able to experience what Milka or Desiree or myself has experienced or someone else sitting next to you. You may not be able to experience their exact life experience, but what you can do is you can have compassion and you can walk with that person. And that's what it's about. Do you know that in the Bible, six times in the New Testament, there was the most powerful miracles that Jesus did. It said that he had compassion first. He was moved with compassion before his greatest miracles happened. In Matthew 14, 14, it says, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them. And then he healed their sick. If we wanna be better together, then like Jesus, we have to start with compassion. A divided church will never heal a broken nation. That Pastor Samuel Rodriguez made that statement a few years ago and it still stands. I believe that with my whole heart. A broken, a divided church will never heal a broken nation. And without compassion, we cannot be a church that heals the broken. You know, we have more in common Kingwood Church than we have different. We really do. We have more in common than we have difference. And I challenge you today, find someone today that looks different than you. Before you leave, if you're here in person, find someone that looks different than you and just walk up to them and say, hey, we're better together. We're better together. Let's walk and leave out of this place, letting each other know that we
2: appreciate
1: each other. We have compassion for one another and that we wanna lead like Jesus with compassion, grace, and love, because we are better together. Can, can you guys, let's stand before the worship team comes. In just a few minutes, um, the worship team is gonna come, and they're gonna sing. But before we do, I want us to just take a minute. You may be here today, and you may be feeling brokenness, and you may need that compassion. You may be here and you just need to make room for for God in your life today. Before we have the prayer team come down, what I want us to do is I wanna make room for Jesus right now in this service. We're gonna go into this song and we're gonna to worship together and we're gonna make room for him. And if you're here today and you say, look, I need someone to just walk with me today with compassion or you're feeling that brokenness or you just, ha- you just need prayer. Maybe you're just here for Mother's Day. You came because somebody invited you. We wanna make room for you today. The prayer team's gonna come down in a little bit and we're gonna make room for you today to, for someone to pray with you. Before that, let me pray for you and we're gonna sing together. Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you that you had compassion on us. I pray that right now that you would move on everyone's hearts in here today and that you would help us to be the church that everyone wants to come home to. God, that we would make room for others as we make room for you today, Jesus.